Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today we're going to have Jorge and Jessica from Live Work Wonder. You can check them out on YouTube. They have a Patreon page, they have a website, um, Instagram, like basically all the social media out there, Facebook page, all that kind of stuff. I love their YouTube channel. They are so much fun to watch. They are funny. Um, they are living this life and working as they do it. So let's just, uh, cut right to it and go talk to them. Hey everybody, welcome to All Over Overland Podcast. I have got Live Work Wonder with me, Jessica and Jorge, and, uh, they are a couple that travels um, the United States, and now they're traveling the world. So, hi guys, how are you guys? Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? It's it's going well. It's going it. well. It's six a.m. here. It's one o'clock there, and uh, so I've got my yeah. beanie. I've got my beanie on just because you know, we're doing a FaceTime, and I didn't want you guys to be scared of my hair. Although I don't have any, so I don't even know why I said that. That's that's precisely why I'm wearing a beanie as well. <laughs> He, he popped that baby on right before the call. Perfect. <laughs> Jessica, look, Jessica took one look at me and said, you're going to need this. You're going to need this. Yeah, right, right. Very good. Um, well, my girlfriend is super excited that I'm getting to talk with you guys. You are the video um, or the the traveling, you know, overlanding couple that's on, on YouTube that she has to watch. So when you have a new episode, I have to show it to her. So... You got a fan in her just because Jorge is such a dork, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty dorky. And I, uh... He's pretty lovable. <laughs> so let me ask, we'll, we'll talk about a quick kind of, a few bio questions, and then we'll get into some of the more important questions here in just a second. But now, you guys, how long, how long have you guys been doing the overlanding thing? I think we've been on the road now. We're coming up on six years. That's December 15th. Yeah, December 15th, yeah. December 15th, 2013 is when we first set off. Very nice. And you guys started out in like a, was it the Airstream looking thing? Was that? Yeah, that would, that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> it was an actual Airstream motorhome with an engine in it. So it was like a, we were driving around one of those silver bullets, except it was it was white, <laughs> and then the previous owner had done all this fiberglass work to the back of it. To I don't know what his goal was with that. It it looked real goofy, but yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I've seen some and of that. Back then, we didn't even know what the word overland was. We were just like, let's go live on the road. Yeah, when we when we wrote an email to our families telling them what we we're gonna do, it was like we're gonna go on a perpetual road trip for the next year. That was the plan. Yeah. So, so that's pretty interesting because a lot of people now have gotten have gotten wrapped up in the overlanding world, the van life world. But you guys have been doing this kind of before all of that when it was I'm going to live in a van down by the river kind of thing. Yeah, I think when we first started, the van life thing had really just started. It was pretty nascent. Uh, the Foster Huntington, who's who's the guy who started the hashtag, the van life hashtag. He had just crossed over a million followers, and then there were a few other folks that were using that hashtag. And and I think that the way we 
we actually didn't come across this lifestyle as a result of that. We more came across how to do this as a result of that, if that makes sense. So we had had this dream for a while uh, to just live on the road long before Instagram or anything like that. But we were always like, ah, oh, you got to be, you know, 65 and retired to do all that. Yeah. And then or at that- the very minimum, we, there, we thought, you know, we need to have... We need to be debt-free and have all of our, you know, uh, student loans paid off. All of that has to happen before we hit the road. Yeah. And so she did a little, she started doing some research, just kind of trying to think about how we could pay off our student loans. Actually, that was the main driver. And she found all these couples and people living on the road out of vans and started, you know, going down the rabbit hole, researching how they were affording it and uh, what sorts of things you could do on the road. And, uh, and then one day she turned to me as we were, we were sitting in our office in Austin, Texas. Uh, we had an office in the downstairs like our, part our of home office. our home yeah. office. And she taps me on the shoulder and says, what do you think about after our lease is up here, just moving into a van and living on the road? Because all of our clients are remote already. So why do we need to pay rent? And yeah. as a result, we could also pay off our student loans. Yeah. Six years later, here we are in Holland. Debt-free, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, so, now, you're in Holland now. Mm-hmm. How has your experience been in Europe so far? It's been it's been a mixed bag, you know, because this was not our intention when we were kind of setting out to travel internationally. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would have chosen Europe as our first place to do that. Um, other than, you know, we've been to Mexico and we've been to Canada, but kind of with leaving that North America area, uh, we were planning on heading south. And so this has been kind of those, one of those situations where we were we were put in this situation because of our vehicle. And so we're just trying to make the best of it and travel here while we kind of, I guess we don't have to, but while we have um, a vehicle we can travel in, which was provided by the company that's yeah. working on our truck here in Europe. So, um We've seen so many amazing things since we've been here. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, this is a very different place from the U.S. Uh, overlanding here is, is traveling on surface streets between villages constantly. Yeah. Um, there aren't very many remote areas. In fact, I don't think we've, we've yet gotten to a place in Europe where, there aren't evidence signs of civilization nearby um, nearby or, or where, where you are. I mean, and that doesn't mean it doesn't exist because we've, uh, like I mentioned, we're, we have a vehicle we're traveling in that's not ours. And so once we're back in a vehicle, that's more outfitted for how we normally travel for being a little bit more off grid. Uh, I think that we can really push it and start to explore like certain parts of the Pyrenees or the Alps. Yeah. Or Eastern Europe that we just haven't been able to get to yet because mm-hmm. what we're traveling in is not equipped for that sort of travel. Yeah, it's not. Well, it is equipped for that sort of travel. It's not equipped for the kind of travel that we have to engage in, where we have to be connected and working forty hours a week apiece. You know, we can't just set off and a lot of people will save up a lot of money, right? And they'll just start traveling, and, and that'll be what they do. Yeah, we have to always work. We're pretty much tethered roughly 40 hours a week to some kind of internet connection and power and this vehicle that we're in 
has maybe 90 amp hours of uh, power of AGM batteries and there's, there's no solar it um, there's no heater so those things are just kind of kind of limited yeah it does and so we can't really work that well so we've just been kind of we'll, we'll be at Airbnbs for a while then we'll travel for a week or two uh, Airbnb and work travel Airbnb so we haven't gotten too far off grid it, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that we can once we get into our, our new rig which should be ready in February in yeah. February. Great, that's my birthday month. That works out perfectly. <laughs> for your birthday, we're getting a new rig. That's that's awesome. I could only wish for that, and that's it. So I don't need anything else. That's perfect. Um, now, you said about traveling in Europe. Now, do they have, like, national parks? I would imagine they don't have very much open public land. Um, but I But I don't know. Do you guys, have you researched that yet? So, no, there's not a lot of... I wouldn't call, you know, like, we have BLM, we have national forests, we have um, we have national monuments, huge national monuments like Grand Staircase in Utah. Uh, there's nothing like that here, really. I mean, there are national parks, but when you go into a national park, and we've been into two of them, and no, we've been into three of them, there's no entrance gate. There's just like a sign that says, welcome to the National Park. And there's, oftentimes there's still people living. Yeah, there's villages yeah. in the National Parks. There, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, so far, at least, it's been, it's been that experience. And we've, since we've been in Europe, we've been primarily in the Netherlands, Germany, in Spain, Ireland, and Scotland. Well, I, Scotland. Scotland, for, we were there for a very brief period of time, so I wouldn't really count that. Um, we've heard that there's a lot of remote camping in northern Scotland and the Highlands, but we didn't make it up that way. Yeah, and uh, so far I'd say Spain has been the place that we've been with the most remote areas, and that's where we've been in some national parks and designated wild spaces, but there, again, there, there are still like really graded roads and uh, in villages within the boundaries. And... We go for runs in these places, and it's like, yeah, there's absolutely no chance there's a cougar or a bear anywhere around. Very good. <laughs> you know, there's, there's not, um, and there's not, you know, bear uh, those bear containers that you have in national parks or in in national forests and stuff in the U.S. So correct me if I'm wrong, but is we we saw a herd of deer the other day here in the Netherlands, or was it in Germany? And um, and I thought to myself, it was really novel to me. I was like, that's the first wild animal I've seen in huh. months. Yeah. Besides birds, you know, besides yeah. your just regular regular birds. But otherwise, it's all been uh, domesticated animals, I feel Mostly like. Mostly domesticated animals. And then another thing, kind of to answer your question a little more uh, poignant, poignantly, pointed more accurately, uh, a lot of the forests here, so we have national forests in the, in the United States that are managed by the Department of Agriculture or the Department of the Interior. Or states. Or, or the state itself. Uh, here, most forests uh, in between Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, now I can't speak to France or Holland or Belgium, but I'm pretty sure this is accurate. Forests are private, and they, are, they have to be managed by the landowner, and they have to meet certain wildlife targets, certain tree-clearing targets. Oh, wow. Um, each, each family hires a forest manager who also acts as a hunter and somebody who counts the so trees. A forest and, manager and a game manager. So, they're, yeah, they're responsible for they're controlling respo- the levels of 
deer and rabbits and whatever else. Wild boar and all that yeah. sort of thing to ensure that there's like some optimal, I, you know, that's kind of crazy to think that there's any such thing as an optimal level when it comes to wildlife, but, you know, it's Europe. They've got a they've got a, a, a an Excel spreadsheet for everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Now you mentioned something about running. Now, yeah, I have to say that my favorite favorite video clip is when you raced Mac. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that was being in Oklahoma when you played the Mike Gundy "I'm 40" thing. I hit oh, the yeah. floor. Hit the floor. Yeah. Went to my mom's house, showed her that she's never seen any of these videos. Went to my mom's house, showed her those videos. She fell in love with you guys because you, you know, mentioned Oklahoma State football. So, <laughs> and then it's funny because uh, Mac just put out a new video on their page where she races against a um, uh, one of those speed light things that measure that tells you how fast you're going. It didn't work. Yeah. She didn't even show up. So I thought you'd be happy to hear that. She's so slow that she didn't show up for that. I uh, I I wouldn't have showed up on it because I'm so fast. Yeah, well, that and, and then you would have hurt yourself there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have stretched. I don't think you had no. I don't think you had enough peanut butter or not peanut butter popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah, that could also be the case. I only finished half that bag before the race, so see that there you go. You learn your lesson. Uh, you learn your lesson. The X factor. So that's part of some of the stuff why I like your channel so much is the the comedy in there. Now, is that is that just on the fly, or is that do you have a little bit of planning when it comes to that? In that specific instance, well, I don't I don't know I don't know really how to answer this question. I like to race people, so this is not my first race. <laughs> You know, you're just, you're just competitive and kind of a like with friends. You're always looking to like come up with games or challenges, whether it's it's verbal or physical. So, um, so I think that that is that's totally natural. And Mac and Owen are very like physical and active people. We're not, you know, we're not total couch potatoes, but we're not anywhere near that level of uh, of fit. Um, so it's always been this funny banter between you and Max specifically, but you and both of them, because uh, because they were on swim team like through college, and Jorge was on swim team, so it was always this. I was on swim team in high school. Yeah, in in, in high school, so that's I don't know. There's just always this competitive thing going on, and so that was all natural. And then you guys decided you were going to race, and you were, and so at that point, well, no, I, I had been talking shit about racing her in the yeah. pool. I was like, "There's no way you're going to beat me in the pool. I'm like a dolphin." I was talking. I was just saying all this stuff. <laughs> I didn't get most of that on on film. I was just like talking copious amounts of shit about how fast I am in in the water. And so we went to a uh, we went to this community community swimming center. yeah in uh, in Bozeman and we raced. And I mean, she taxed my ass. I, I guess you know what though. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna put it out. She beat me by one hand length, and I haven't swam in ages and she is a regular swimmer like she that's she competitively swims still so i was pretty proud of myself for losing by just the hand length wait a minute i feel like um, you, you beat her if she trains all the time and you don't you actually won uh, yeah it was a moral victory for sure <laughs> and um 
And, and then I was like, I can't, I can't let this, I can't let this defeat stand. I can definitely beat her running. Like, there's no way. There's no freaking way. And as you saw in the video, I dominated. Oh, it wasn't so, even close. You know, yeah. No, it wasn't. So it, it, wasn't. it just it was, evolved from, you know, from, from this banter. And then it was like, at some point during that whole thing, we were like, started talking and it'd be really funny to record it. Yeah. And then it just evolved from there. So, so yeah, obviously, like, recording those scenes leading up to the race was planned, um, but the whole thing wasn't planned to film, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm I throwing... would have had this race with her even if there was no camera. Yeah. yeah like, that gotcha. still would have happened. Well, I'm throwing out the challenge. I'm really fast. I'm, oh, really? I'm the big guy, but I'm really fast. I'm... My, uh, my hamstrings are are currently pulsing at the thought of another race. Well, I, when you guys come back to the United States, it's on. I mean, I don't care where. Well, you're going to roll downhill. That's what you're going to do. You say you're a big boy, now I'm a, you're going to be like a log just rolling down the concrete. I'm you a big boy. I'm not, this, baby. I'm not even going to train. I'm just going to walk up no? fresh. Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an absolute <laughs> devastation. Nah, nah, you're gonna you're gonna be like, what happened? What just happened? The flash is this won. guy That's what flash? I crossed no. the finish line first. No, I, son, I will I will snap you in half with this speed, man. So Jessica, I feel like um, we need to have an ambulance on site um, for this one because <laughs> yeah, this sure. is going to be. I, it's, you it's, a first aid station. Well, here's the deal. Yeah. We're, we're about probably the same age, so I think that our old man strength's going to come through, which just means that we're willing to be hurt to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know why, you know why I don't mind being hurt? is because I got Jessica to take care of me, and the more hurt I am, the more she makes food, food for me and, like, tucks me in at night, gives me milk and cookies, all the things. Like, there is only upside to being in pain. It's always winning. Always. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Okay, so um, I have some more Jorge-type questions based on some of the things that he talks about um, in your videos. The first one is, um, and I don't know how, I don't know if you can answer this one, so you just let me know. But how is the green stuff there compared to here? Hmm. Not as good. I figured. I would, uh, you know, we so we've been we get it in Holland where it's legal, or like I don't know, it's this weird legal thing. It's, it's like legal, but it's not legal. Yeah. It's kind of odd. I don't know what all the it's rules. Same, are. same in Spain. The, the country, all the countries here, it's not decriminalized but it's not a high priority for any of the police forces that we know of in europe to prosecute for for right like if, we, if we drove through oklahoma with the amount of weed that we carry we you know i would be i would be picking up a lot of soap and showers hey we are becoming more progressive medical marijuana <laughs> and they're going to push it to where it's uh recreational but yeah anyway that's another story. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. I, I, don't fear, I don't fear driving through Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, this is a, this, that's not a comment so much about Oklahoma's conservatism. It's just when it comes to, I know when it comes to certain drug-related things, some states are really ridiculous yeah. about it. But yeah. I would say, I would say in, in Holland, you know, this, the weed here is very skunky, very diesel-y. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's been our experience at the three 
coffee shops that we've bought it at. Yeah. Uh, and, and the high isn't... It's, it's really, uh, like, this. for example, we, tr- we traditionally enjoyed sativas quite a bit. But the, I, I find the sativas here are, like, way too high in THC. Um, so, yeah, it's just different genetics and different blends. I, I actually find myself in the first 20 minutes of a high from from, t- from sativas here. I'm pretty jo- joyous, uh-huh. uh, jocular. Jocular. But then I, yeah, but then I get... Jocular, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, oh man, I'm so pumped. This is great, and and then I get kind of grumpy. Then makes me kind of go inside. Yeah, I just kind of retreat in, huh. and I'm like, kind of. I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm zoning out. There's a there's a certain element of some of the particular strains in the United States that we like. Yeah, uh, that enhance or enable or make focusing on creative pursuits a little more I wouldn't say that it makes you more creative it just ha- helps you focus on creative stuff a little bit better whereas here I just kind of get all in t- all you know like all inside and just ball up and don't really want to talk to anybody huh. I'm, it's not and, and I also don't sleep very good on it it's not great but the first 20 minutes are awesome yeah so it, it's been fairly widely available. Fairly. Yeah. Huh. And, uh, so it sounds, it sounds more like heroin then. You know, you get that first high <laughs> off the beginning and then and then it's done. So are we, so we're talking about drugs. This is the drug this is the Overland <laughs> Drugs Podcast. <laughs> it, it didn't mean to go that way, but I do have another question when it comes to that. Um, gummies or, or smoking it? We Jessica likes gummies. Yeah, but only in a certain like I like to take it before sleep. Yeah. yeah. The gummies. I don't so much like like edibles for uh, for functioning during the day. <laughs> and when we say smoke it, we um, we we use a pack, so we have a vaporizer. We That's don't right. like smoking. Smoking. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and maybe in the videos we come across as potheads, which you know whatever. But if if you hang out if you hang out with people in campsites or you go camping with folks, everybody always pulls out beer and like they'll drink three or four beers around the camp. Yeah. I'm not, I don't drink alcohol, or I very rarely do. In fact, here in, in Europe, I've drank more alcohol in the last eight months than I have in the previous 15 years. And that's mostly because people have wanted to meet us and, and hang out and have a beer with us, right? Like, so I don't want to be rude. Yeah. Um, but I much prefer to smoke pot. And, and when I say smoke pot, it's after the day is over, and we're winding down, and either I want to play a video game or watch something on Netflix or YouTube. I'll take three or four puffs of, of, of our packs, and that's that pretty much does me. You know, like yeah. I'm like a I'm like a woman with her wine glass, only I'm smoking pot. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Good way to an- analogize that. Analogize. Now we're both making up words. Awesome. Totally. <laughs> um, it's okay. So I've got another another one of those offbeat questions. Which vehicle? has been the easiest to have sex in. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Cuz I mean that's a that's a concern for world travelers. Probably the vans. Yeah, the vans. Not the Toyota. The the No, the, the pop top. You know how that that uh, that bed in the in the uh, in the in the troopy uh, already had a sag in it because of how <laughs> used to 
because of how Maltec used to build their beds, they've, yeah. they've since changed changed how they make them to uh, to enable the longest of strokes. Yeah. There you but, go. Uh, but no, the Toyota was not easy. I was always afraid that like uh, too hard of a pump might see me falling out of the roof because the because the canvas is just held on by Velcro. Yeah. And uh, too much of a vigorous tussle might find us on the on tumbling the, out. Yeah. Tumbling out. <laughs> I, I tell you what, it's nice to set that e-brake to kind of a, a soft brake to where it moves around a little bit to give you a little bit extra momentum. A little waterbed yeah, action. Yeah, a little bit of waterbed action. So, yeah, um, no, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say the vans, probably. The vans, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, you That's always talk about... You know, it's interesting that uh, you, you bring that up. That's not something that we talk about very much just because people get kind of turned off by it and... Um, and also, it's just a little bit weird, I'll be honest, but, <laughs> but Graham, Graham of uh, A2A Expedition yeah, mentions Graham that. Uh, yeah, Graham Bell mentions that often in, in his books and in some of his uh, articles that he writes about how people who don't travel with kids just get to, you know, have sex like rabbits. And, uh, and I'd say that's probably true because you're just stuck with each other and you're like, what should we do now? Yeah, oh, nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. It's fine. I get it. Yeah. That's uh, you know, it's, it, that's but one funny aside to that was uh, when we were looking to get our our roof tent for the Forerunner. That was that was one of the tests. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. It they're was, they're uh, at the at the dealership, right? To get into no, no. we bought it from a, from <laughs> we bought it from a dude, and we were like we bought it from a police officer in Moab. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the roof tent. So we got up in it. It got a new position just to make sure it was possible. There you go. Before buying it, these are, are you these hitting, are, are you hitting your head. These are some of the things that we talk about around the campfire. You know, like yeah. you know, you just the people that don't have the rooftop tents are curious, and um, and it's a big discussion. So thank you for yeah. for filling that void. Oh, I will always fill the void. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that, but that just worked out. That's that's perfect. All right. Well, hey, guys, I, I'm going to let you go. I've got to get my kid off to school. But I appreciate you guys coming on here so much. And how can people come and find you? I know you're on YouTube. And what other platforms? And how do we find you on those platforms? So one of the best ways to keep up with what we're doing and to also support what we're doing and help us out is to go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash livewarkwander. That really has become our primary place where we post up-to-date content of what we're doing, what we're up to, where we are, what's happening, you know, what's going to be happening. We have weekly podcasts. We do we stories there. videos there first. So I mean, there's gonna... there's already three or four videos of our troopy, you know, of our troopy season hanging out there at the at, as we speak um, that have been released to them. So that's one way. So patreon.com slash liftworkwander. And then... Uh, we, we also have Facebook, Instagram, and of yeah. course our YouTube channel. All of those are the same, Live, Work, Wander. Okay. So basically, Instagram.com slash Live, Work, Wander. Um, and then we have our we have a website, LiveWorkWander.com, and we have articles, although we haven't been posting there as much, but we also have a store there. Yeah. Where we, we have a shop. Where we're going to be releasing some pretty cool new merchandise here in the next few weeks we're pretty excited about. Troopy stickers, pins, patches. You know, all the things that Overlanders like to wear because they're like, oh, this oh. makes me official now. A friend of mine came up with the, you know how the Girl Scouts had the sash that they wore? Yeah. He mm-hmm. came out with that and put patches on it. 
So yeah. when he gets somewhere, he throws that on and walks around. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty awesome because it really kind of yeah. Uh, the Overland world is all about their patches and their stickers, for sure. It you know yeah. kind of yeah. unites us or bonds us. I don't know something. It it does something. Um, so I and I and you said the truck and I and I forgot to ask. Um, so on the troopy that you guys had in the United States that you had you had to send over and they can watch the videos on why um, you guys are having they're rebuilding that but then you guys are going to sell that did I understand that correctly and then yes. Yes. they're building yes. another one for you that's correct we're we're essentially trading that troop carrier in and then they're rebuilding it for uh, for sale in the North American market gotcha. Gotcha. So, our our new rig is a one for one trade with the Troopy, and that one's going to be is that one going to be um, shippable all over the world? I'm assuming United yeah, States. Yeah, that included. was North North American spec, shippable all over the world. It'll that was a, that was one of our requirements when we sat down and met about the all the parameters on the new truck was that it could fit into a container. Okay, very so. good, very good. Well, again, I appreciate you guys being on here. Um, Jessica, you're adorable. Jorge, it's on when you get here. I'm going to just annihilate you and make you crawl up in a fetus position. Man, don't even bring that noise here, son. It's coming. It's coming. That is just, that, you just jabbering. That's all you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, perfect. Well, thank you guys. Hey, everybody, thank you for watching or listening to the podcast and, uh, whatever you do, go all over. Thanks, guys. Hey everybody, thanks for listening again, and then also a big thanks again to Jorge and Jessica for coming on to the podcast. Their Live Work Wonder brand is unbelievable. They've got swag, they've got, you know, they're on all the social media channels, so please go check them out. Let them know that you heard it here on the All Over Overland podcast. That would mean a lot to me. It would also mean a lot to me if you liked, subscribed, and even made a comment on whatever platform you are using to listen to your podcast. So um, it helps me in getting more guests and getting more opportunity to go visit and meet with people. I hope you guys are having a great day and you'll hear from me soon. In the meantime, go all over.